Good morning, everyone. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for today. We pray for the leaders in our church. We pray you will strengthen them and help them to do their job to the best of their ability. We also pray for our world leaders. Give them wisdom and guidance to know what to do. Help us with our vision, Lord. Give us opportunities to be able to reach out to to others and bless them. We pray for those who are more disadvantaged than us, whether that's because of sickness or hunger or if they're poor. We pray for those, um, help us to use our gifts you have given us to reach out to them and to make a difference in our community. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you. Isn't it wonderful to have our young people uh, serving and being part of our worship time together? I'm going to invite Reb up now. For those who don't know, Reb with her uh, husband Ben uh, lead our Alice Springs Christian Family Centre. Now, do you need uh, something to... Yep. (laughs) Come on up here, Reb. Yeah. And uh, we've had, had Ben and Reb a couple of times come and be part of our, our time together. And we just want to um, say thank you for coming and being part of our fellowship and uh, trust that uh, what you're going to share uh, is going to be a blessing to us. But I just want to pray for Reb because Reb has lost her voice last night. So we're gonna, we've been praying and we're going to again pray. So Lord, we pray a blessing on Reb now. Uh, supernaturally come upon her, Lord. Uh, we just pray for her voice now that you just be uh, at work in her body, uh, in her throat. And Lord, that uh, all that you've wanted to do this morning would not be blocked by this. Uh, and Lord, we just pray against anything that would come against uh, your word going forth and uh, what you're wanting to do in this place. So come have your way now, Lord, and pray a blessing on Reb as she comes to share. In Jesus' name, amen. It's very interesting when you you can hear my voice. It's going to be funny, but let's pray it kicks in, hey? Um, so don't ever remember me with this voice because it's not usually that squeaky. It might be that gravelly, but it's not that squeaky. Um, it's interesting when you have to share something, but it's what's taken away, isn't it? Um, as we were singing that Waymaker song, I felt like God was ministering to my voice anyway. Um, but, yeah, so we live in Alice Springs, which if you don't know, it's right in the middle of Australia. It's a long way from here. It's 16 hours from Adelaide to there if you had to drive it. Um, Yeah, and it's nowhere near a beach. And so last night, maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I went down to the beach and I was at, um, put my feet in the water and I don't know if that's why I lost my voice. I don't know. But but I got to put my feet in some ocean water and it was a beautiful thing. Um, I love your vision for this year is to reach out and bear fruit. Is that right? And um, I feel like we can all have that vision. I might take that home and say, hey, I think we're going to grab a hold of that. But um, I wonder, like, I'd like to show you a video of our place and, and where we're at right now and what we're hoping um, to have happen soon with us. Is that okay? I'd like to share that video now. And it's really about a three. In 1997, Alice Springs Christian Family Centre was birthed, a new church that was born of the Spirit, reaching the unreached in Alice Springs in Central Australia. In 2012, we moved to another school and would be there for the next seven years. Midweek meetings were held at the Matson's home. Alice CFC needed a place to outwork the vision God was stirring in us. We prayed and we prayed. 
Toward the end of February 2019, we found a property for sale that would be good for our midweek meetings. The location was fantastic being on the main highway. It had space for Bible studies, a couple of small offices and the amenities we needed. At the settlement in July, we were still meeting outside at the school, so why not move straight into our own property? Work began in earnest, transforming this humble property into a place that God would use to transform lives. The wall was quickly changed to a vibrant welcoming entrance, being skillfully decorated by Karen and Rosie Bird. The courtyard entrance would prove to be a massive project. The space was used to capacity by our youth group, our Sunday school and our midweek meetings. A huge tree dropped copious amounts of leaves and it was also home to a few million termites who would thoroughly enjoy our kitchen as well as the building's door frames. Our church family was magnificent as we worked together to make this a space for all to safely enjoy. A couple from the Adelaide Hills came on a holiday to Alice Springs just after we moved into the new building. They fell in love with our church family. They are kitchen and cabinet makers by trade and asked if we would be interested in them coming to install a new kitchen. The one that was there was eaten out by termites and there was no oven in the facility. They went home and shared their vision with some friends. In July 2020, as soon as the borders were open, a team of 13 people came up from Adelaide and installed a new kitchen and oven as well as helping us with other large jobs around the property. These new friends of ours have become like family. We're blessed to know them and honoured they would come like they did, expecting nothing in return. When we moved in, one of the rooms was filled with the cool room. We had fun demolishing that and making the new look room into a space for small group meetings and much needed office space. The existing facility is being put to good use, both inside and outside. We have Sunday school, Bible studies for all ages, creative arts, discipleship training, men's and ladies groups, youth groups, as well as fellowship meals in this space. beautiful family from Ali Karung heard much about our church and wanted to help. They had a circus tent they loaned for us uh, to six months with 100 chairs. It was such a wonderful provision. The November winds took its toll and the tent needed repairing. We were nervous we would wreck their asset and knew that it was time to take it down. In comes the local music shop owner who said he has a tent lying around if we'd like it and he couldn't think of better people to give it to. So we put up our second tent which we're meeting in now. Through fierce winds, strong rain, intense heat and freezing winters we adapt and try to make it as nice as possible for people to come and worship Jesus. We look forward to a day when we have some protection from the elements and we're believing that just like the supernatural provision and beautiful generosity of the people that installed our new kitchen, that we will see this dream realised soon. We love to see how God impresses on people we do not even know and need that they did not know we had, to not only fill that need but to go above and beyond in their care and ongoing prayer and encouragement. We know God is our provider and he moves on the hearts of people, both believers and unbelievers, to sow into the work he has ordained. We look forward in anticipation to how he provides for this next chapter. My name is Ben Matson. I'm the lead pastor here at Alice Springs Christian Family Centre. We're so excited about these plans that you just saw. You might have noticed that they butt right up against our existing building. This gives us uh, usage of every, every little bit of our land that we can have. 
We've got a foyer down there, great for meeting together, great for small activities, amenities behind that. Above that we have our dwelling place, our place for our caretakers to stay and look after our property as well as train those who come in. We want to have missionaries come in to a place where they can safely stay to minister the Word of God and to encourage the people of Alice Springs. As we move into our auditorium, this seats about 200 people. It's going to keep us from the extremes. The extreme heat, the extreme cold, the extreme dust here in Central Australia. It means our equipment can stay set up. It means that our people are going to be safe from the elements as we come together to celebrate life and to celebrate Jesus. And we look forward to seeing what God continues to do here in Central Australia. a picture of our church right now. I'm just going to have a drink of water. Hang on. That's where we're heading and that is, hey, there it is. It's coming. Um, yeah, we've, we've been in a tent now for nearly two years. Uh, we were outside at the school for six months. They kicked us out of the building because they wanted to do it up and they wanted us out of the school completely, but we talked them into letting us use a courtyard area. And so we used that and that was freezing cold. So Alice Springs, if you don't know about it, the climate there is really cold or really hot and there's not a lot of in between. And so right now, Ben will be preaching in the tent. It's 38 degrees. Um, it's hot and it's an intense heat. We've got these misters that go across and everyone just likes it because they get soaking wet, but then it cools them down a little bit. We've got some fans in there, but um, yeah, you can imagine it's not quite as cool as this. I'll tell him about where I got to speak this week. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know that you two are praying for your own building and a place where you can, um, yeah, expand and do all that God's wanting you to do and so we pray for that for you too and uh, yeah we stand together in agreement with that we're believing for great things for Hills Christian Family Centre but I want to share with you what's on my heart this morning what I felt like God was saying and Sam had been talking to me about the vision that um, he has for his place and just where you're heading and so I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Well, hopefully I'll talk about Jesus because that's why we hear, isn't it, all about Jesus. But I want to talk to you about some people in the Bible that uh, were able to find out what God meant to them and then share that. So uh, if you have Bibles or phones, whatever you do with that, it's John chapter 4, verse 35. And it says, My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Now, he was just talking to his disciples. He'd been talking to this lady, a Samaritan woman, and they thought that he needed to go get some food. And they said, should we go get some food for you? And he goes, I've got some food that you don't know anything about. And they're like, oh, someone else fed him. Okay, I was changing up. But no, what he was talking about is this. And then he said, no, 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 my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And as we become believers and as we choose Jesus, then that becomes his will for us as well. His will is for us to do what he has called us to do until he returns. Is that right? 
So what is that? Well, if you continue on in that scripture, and I thought it's so strange how they're pieced together, but this is all about his will is to bring people to him. Let's continue to read. So it's in John chapter 4 still. Do not say, do you not say four months more and then there's the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now the reaper draws his wages. Even now he harvests the crop for eternal life so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Look. The first thing it talks about is said, you know, you're talking about a harvest that's to come and we talk about revival as a Pentecostal church. I'm allowed to say we're Pentecostal here, aren't I? We're, we're always talking about revival. Yeah, God, send a revival, you know. Like, but we don't realise what that means is that means there's something for us to do because we have to get out there. And he goes, look, I do want to send revival. Look up, the harvest is ripe and it is the people around you. And I love that you're going to continue on next week with that love. What is it? Love what you see? Love where you're at. No, maybe that's next week. Love where you're at. But you've got to love who you're around and that's going to give you your harvest field. So your harvest field is right in front of you. Look up. It's time to start seeing with different eyes. Some of you might already, you might have an evangelist gifting and everywhere you go, you talk to people about him and that's wonderful. But do you know that's not just for evangelists? It's actually for all of us. I was in the Pathway to Missions training yesterday and I don't know if you've heard Pastor Barry Silverback before. If you haven't, hear him. Get something and listen to him because he's just a powerhouse. He's an old man. You would never expect anything when he comes up and he sat down in his chair and he goes, hello everyone, really slow, and put his glasses on and looked over at us like we was going to get told off. But then he just began to share and I could not keep up. I was writing notes and I just could not keep up with the gold he was sharing. And what he told us yesterday, and I'm going to tell you today, it says, he said that the, for us to share our faith is mandatory and it's obligatory. We have to share it. There's no, maybe if you feel like it, if the time's right. No, no, it's a mandatory thing. And let's have a look at that. That's in Matthew chapter 28. So Jesus is talking to his disciples here. He's about to go and have a break from all these people and go to heaven for a while. Can you imagine how many questions they were asking him all the time? I was just thinking about it. I don't know about you, but do you have people, little kids around you all the time asking questions? Mum, 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 right? I think that's what the disciples were like to Jesus and that's why he withdrew to the lonely places. But that's a side issue. Uh, it says in chapter 28, verse 19, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Surely I'm with you even to the end of the age. So we're going to teach them to obey. How can we teach them to obey if we don't tell them what they've got to obey? And how do we do that? You know, there's that verse that says, how can they believe in the one they haven't heard of? We need to be ones that share. It's scary, isn't it? I was down the beach, as I told you last night, and... um, there, uh, there was these ladies walking along and they were in identical dresses and they were walking towards me. They would have been maybe in their 50s, really doled up, very thick makeup. 
And I said, wow, they're beautiful dresses. And they, um, oh, thank you. Stopped and had a chat. They're from Turkey. And we started to talk about, um, she said, they said, why are you down here? I said, well, I'm preaching. I said, what does that mean? And I started sharing with them. And they said, oh, we're Muslim. Oh, so you pray. Could I pray for you? And one of them's going, and the other one's on, no, you can't pray for me. She goes, I'm Muslim. And I said, right, so you know about our Jesus because he's one of your prophets. There's always a way to talk to people. Now that sister, she wouldn't let me pray for the other one, but the other one was keen. So I pray that last night she had dreams of Jesus. She was interested. She's gone, yeah, he was a prophet. And didn't he have a mother called Mary? She knew. Like, she was, but anyway, there's always a chance to share. The other night we were at a, um, we went to a show and I went to a show. It wasn't as clean as I was hoping and maybe I shouldn't have been there. But I went there because I'd heard about this guy and I wanted to check him out. He was an Indigenous comedian. And we were there and we watched the show and then afterwards he was down in the foyer area. And I was about to leave and then my friend that was with me goes, hello, that was a great show and this is my friend from Alice Springs. Well, he turns to me, he goes, oh, hello, sister, and gives me a big hug. Could we sit down and have a chat? I'm like, okay, we sit down and have a talk. And he starts to share and he says, what do you do in Alice Springs? I said, I'm a minister there. He goes, oh, I've talked to your husband before. Starts talking to me about that and then he goes, you know what, I used to follow Jesus back in the day but I, I, I just, I got caught up in this world thing and he said, and, and I'm, my mum was a full-on Christian, she's died now, but she said that the gifts are given without repentance and she, he said, so I've been given this gift by God but I haven't been using it for him. He goes, oh, maybe I should be. And I said, yeah, I think you should be. Because in his show, even though some of it was quite off, most of it was about forgiveness. And I thought, this man needs to be a preacher. He's just got to clean up his mouth. <laughs> Potty mouth. But like a, so then I said, can I pray for you? He said, yeah. So we are in the foyer, it's a bar, and we are there, and he allowed me to lay hands on him. I don't think that's COVID friendly, is it? But I did that. And we prayed for this man and he was moved by the power of God. Can I encourage you to do the same? You can make conversations turn to Jesus so easily just because it's in you. And I'm not expecting you to do it the same way I do it because I've got a different story than you. I come from a different space than you. And where I live, actually people are very spiritually open and so it's been quite nice, like, being there because it's like you go into the hospital and they expect that you'll pray for the patients. They ring us and there's someone in there and they say, oh, look, this person's about to go into theatre but they won't go in until you pray for them. Can you please pray because we want to get on with theatre. So then... <laughs> and the nurses are like atheists. They're not necessarily Christians, but they know these people won't do anything without prayer. So... At the moment, right now, we've got a man that's flown down. He's one of our Indigenous leaders. Uh, his name's Malcolm Heffernan, and he's been a Christian since 1996. 
Um, and God has just been working on his life powerfully. He's an elder in his community, but he's just been flown down to Adelaide for a kidney transplant. He went in on Friday night and they did the surgery. He's I'm doing well. I went in and saw him yesterday and he's doing so well. But you know what he says when he wakes up? I need to tell more people about Jesus. And he goes, did you put my testimony up on Facebook? Because I need to let people know they've got to know Jesus. Uh, he'll be telling all the nurses. He'll get them all saved while he's in there. It's great. We all have our own story to share, don't we? And when we can look up and we see what with God's eyes, then it'll change how we talk to people. It'll change how we behave. And it'll change what becomes our priority. Even when we're shopping, so we're shopping and you go to the conveyor belt and you start putting your stuff up and you see somebody with a bandage on the hand and she's doing this and I, I can see that she's trying to manage doing her shopping, like her checkout chip, chick duties. It's checkout person now, isn't it? Checkout person's duties and she's trying but it's hurting her hand and she's got it in a bandage. I'm like, oh, what's happened to your hand? Oh, I, um, I got it jammed in a door and it's hurt me. Oh. Okay, and then I'm like, I feel like God's saying, pray for her, and I'm like, but there's a line up, I'm embarrassed, I don't want to say that to her, what if she thinks I'm an idiot, like, um, and people are going to get angry that I take time, so I'm waiting, waiting, I say, all right, God, if you want me to, then you need to clear the line, because I don't want there to be a long line, and that cleared, straight away, another checkout opens, and I'm like, oh, I don't get out of this one. <laughs> Hey, so like I believe in a God that heals people. Would you like me to pray for your hand? She goes, okay. She goes, what do I have to do? I said, oh, nothing. Just can I touch your hand? This was before COVID. I didn't do it during that time. And I just lay hands on her hand. And I said, Jesus, we know you're a healing God. Touch his hand right now. And she begins to rub her hand. And she's looking at me. I said, are you okay? She goes, yeah, yeah, it feels really strange. It was really warm. I came back in the next day. She didn't have a bandage on her hand. She didn't say anything to me, but she was looking at me really weird. <laughs> but I know she knows it's Jesus that heals, right? And she can search out some things. Hopefully I see her again. I haven't seen her for a while. She might have asked to be moved to a different section of the store. I'm not sure. But when I look through the Word, people see different things. So if you, I don't know, have you heard of a lady called Hagar in the Bible? Yeah? Ah, oh, good few nods. Well, this lady, she was sent away and she was left alone. And you could say that, why did God do that? But you know, he met her in the middle of nowhere with no one else around. And it said that he blessed her. And then she began to call him the God who sees me. Goes, oh, yes, you're the God who sees me. And can you imagine every person she meets, that's the God she shares about. And then there's another guy who finds out that God is his provider. And so he shares, God is my provider. There's all these fancy names like Jehovah Jireh. I don't think if you said that to someone, they'd even know what you're talking about. But you say, God, my provider then you've suddenly been able to share from what's happened to you. There's another story in the Bible where it says, Jehovah Rapha, God, my healer. And that person knows God as their healer. 
And so they share that God is their healer. What's your story? Who do you call God? Is he the God who came through for me? Is he the God that changed my life around? Is he, I don't know what he is yet, but I'm going to find out, God. You get to know the character of God by how he outworks in your life. And then you are free enough to be able to share what your testimony is. In Revelation, it's in Revelation chapter 12. If you want to turn, you can. If not, I'll read it to you. says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death can I read that again they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death that's pretty brave people or maybe they're not brave. Maybe they know who is the bravest, who's the lion, right? When we first, it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb. So that's the blood of Jesus at work in you. It's not they had to drink some blood or anything like that. That is that they overcome by the power of the cross. And as they overcame, then they became able to speak out what had been done for them. And so that became the word of their testimony. And the word of their testimony helped them overcome. And because they were able to stand on what he'd done for them, then they were brave enough that they couldn't shrink back anymore because they didn't love their own lives so much anymore. They loved the life of Jesus more. They loved God more. Or even more so that they knew how much God loved them. When someone knows they're loved, have you seen them thrive? I, we used to work in a drug and alcohol rehab before um, we worked. We were in Alice Springs uh, way back in the day. And we noticed when people came in and they'd never been loved in their life. They were angry. They had things up. They could Maybe they had humour and things like that. But there was always a guard. But once... They got the love of God on them. Their real personalities began to show and they shined and they couldn't help but share what God had done because they came from a place of feeling totally unloved to completely loved. Some of us who've been Christians for a long time, we forget that. We forget that we're completely loved or we become complacent, sort of like when you've been married for 20 years and you sort of take for granted your spouse maybe. Some of us have become complacent with our testimony. Even from the youngest child here, as soon as they can talk, they can become a testimony and they can become powerful in their witness for Christ. If we're teaching our children to have eyes to see people as they really are and to see what's really going on, we'll look past people's angst, we'll look past people's things and we'll see 
them and will see a person that needs Jesus. Just like Jesus did when he was by the well and he saw this woman, the Samaritan woman. And she came to get her water in the middle of the day and he was sitting there and he's talking to her. And then he begins to tell her about her life and how she, he knows that she's had many husbands and that she's living with a guy that's not even her husband now. And she's just like, who is this guy? And then he shares that he can give her, give her something that she's been longing for but she didn't even know she was longing for. Yeah? We've got that same thing in our lives. Each of you who have given your life to Jesus, who have chosen to say, he's my Lord, you have the same power in you that Jesus had in him. Do you know that? It says it in Ephesians. It says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead, he lives in you. And so that means if you have the same power available to you, then you also are able to share into people's lives and bring keys to them to set them free. So we bring freedom to people through Jesus, not through our own self. We're not pointing people at us. But we have those keys for people. And who is it that you can reach that I can't? Who is it that you see that no one else does? Who crosses your path, even if it's just walking down the street? Are you passionate for the lost? We can revive ourselves. We can have a great time worshipping him and thanking him for all he's done for us. But if we stop there, then we haven't obeyed his teaching. And I want to encourage you today that you can obey simply. It doesn't have to be a big, bold statement You don't have to have a microphone and and lose your voice and speak out to people. Wherever you are, whether it's in school, whether it's at work, whether you're just shopping, start to look out, look up and see that the harvest is ripe and he's calling us all to be a part of it. And do you know how exciting it is when you get to pray for someone or lead them to Jesus? Yeah. I rejoice. Can you think of all the angels rejoicing in heaven? Someone that was lost is found. Chuck a party, guys. Get excited. Join the party of being those that will share their faith. And so reaping a harvest from that. And I pray that you all do it. And can you imagine this place is just filled to overflowing. You won't be able to do your maximum. So you'll have to get a tent like us and stay outside. And it'll just be bursting at the seams. Not because we want to increase numbers, but because we know that they're lost without Jesus. We want to make disciples of Jesus because he sets them free. We know this world needs freedom, right? Yeah. So in closing, I'm going to... Do you do a prayer time here? Yeah? Cool. I'm going to finish now because I think I've talked too long. I've always got more stuff to share as always. Um, I'm just a talker. But (laughs) I want you to remember that God has a story from each one of you. 
And he wants to make you bold. He wants to make you like those people that says that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, word of our testimony, that they wouldn't shrink back. They didn't care because they didn't love their lives, even if they had to die doing it. And some of you here are really fearful of sharing. Some of you here, if you're honest, actually haven't thought about other people. You've just, you know, been going along in merry way and... There's a season where that's cool, but it's not a very long season. He started talking to his disciples about that really quickly. And so I want to pray for you and stir up the gifts that are inside you and stir up the faith in this place that you can walk in the freedom and that freedom extends into your community and overflows onto the streets. Is that all right? Yeah. Well, if who plays music, not that we have to have music for anything special, but if you want to come, I want to first ask, is there anyone here that hasn't chosen to follow Jesus, that you actually hear about the freedom of Christ and you heard those songs before and you go, whoa, I need a way maker in my life. Is there anyone here that hasn't chosen to follow Jesus but wants to? You could just like raise your hand. You're all believers here. Or maybe you haven't chosen yet and I'm making you nervous. But All right, well, there's another group of people. Is there anyone here that wants prayer for more fire for the lost, that you want to have a heart for the lost, that you want to reach the lost? Yeah, that's good. Me too. I want to have more heart for the lost. I get caught up in all my junk and I forget. That's great. Well, let's pray for you right now. And then I'd love to... if. We're not allowed to do the altar thing now, are we? We can? Okay. Just take that off the recording if that's recording. Um, we're just open it. If you need prayer for healing, I want to pray for you for healing. We're going to pray for you for freedom. You can come and get prayer. But I'm going to pray right now for those that raise their hand for your heart for the loss. Father God, I thank you that you are here with us. That you do reveal yourself to us through Jesus and the work of your Holy Spirit. And Father, I pray you stir up, especially those that raise their hands or those that might have been too nervous to do that. Give them a love and a way to share their faith. Lord, continue and increase their love for the lost, for those that haven't yet found freedom in Christ. And Lord, I pray for us all that we might be stirred to remember that we're to go into all the world and to make disciples. Father, I pray for this house. I pray your blessing on it, your favour. Father, your protection. And Lord, I thank you for them. And as they reach out, that they are going to see this harvest. As they look up, they're going to see the harvest. And they're going to see it realise. They're going to begin to reap that harvest that years of sowing have done. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to hand back to Sam, and if you want prayer for healing or whatever, come forward. Thank you so much, Reb. Um, what we might do is um, might get the worship team up. Uh, they had a song, song planned, talk about not boasting in ourselves, but boasting in, in Christ. And... Um, I have to be careful. Joe says don't say a sermon after someone else has done a sermon, so I'll be quick. (laughs) 
But I'm so encouraged this morning. Are you encouraged? Do you feel inspired? I think that God's timing was right for, for Reb to come and share with us. And I just want us to just uh, have an open time now. And then, so we're just going to sing. And as, as some of you are singing, some of you will feel the stirring on your hearts that you really need a touch from, from the Lord. That the Jesus that we talked about, the healer, the provider, uh, you, you need that in your life. That you would uh, feel free to come forward and make the space available. Red will be here to pray. I'll be here to pray. Sorry? Oh, Joe's going to say something. <laughs> not a sermon. I was saying after he's just said, don't do a sermon. Um, Sophie was looking at a book then and one of the stories in her book had a menu on the front and I felt like the Lord was just saying then, the sermon is like the menu. You're looking at it, you're listening, going, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. That looks interesting. And what the Lord wants to do in your heart is actually the meal. <laughs> that's, that's what's going to fill you. So don't just look at the menu and pass it on to the next person. Don't just read it and go, oh, I might come back and, and come eat here again another time. <laughs> that looks, the food looks great here. That's like window shopping. But the Lord actually wants to do the work He came and asked you to come to church today to do. He's actually, He's got something more for you. The food is like it's in the kitchen, it's all ready. The Holy Spirit wants to come and edify our soul and edify our spirit so that we go away full and different. And then do you know what happens is we go and tell people, you should go eat at this restaurant. The menu is amazing. The food is just the best. That's actually what the Lord wants to do in our heart. It's not about the menu. It's not about what it looks like and how it reads on paper. It's what He's doing inside us because He's got a plan that's a whole lot bigger than we can ever imagine. So let Him do that. Come and feast at His table because there's a spot for you and it's got your name on and the menu is amazing. Let's stand together. I worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. Even when I don't feel that you're working, you never stop. You never stop working. great plans for us, Lord, that you go before us, that you keep your promises, you are a faithful God. Thank you, Lord, so much for your commandment to go and make disciples of all nations and that we can be part of that. And Lord, that we can absolutely just allow you to touch our hearts this morning and to heal us, to move within us. Thank you, Lord, so much for how you you walk the journey with us and we want to join you in that.
thank you so much. Uh, if you've been touched this morning and you're feeling like the Lord's doing something uh, in your life and you haven't yet sort of finished that, that moment and, and you want, want some prayer, uh, it might be a bit daunting to come out the front, but we've got a prayer room uh, after the service. Uh, and if you'd like, it can be about anything. Uh, you might have something that you need healing for. Uh, you might have a situation where you need God to come through. You might be someone who doesn't yet know Jesus and you've been inspired this morning to have that food that Jesus speaks about that is the thing that you long for, that freedom uh, in life. So feel free to um, head to the prayer room afterwards. Uh, just just to, to finish up this morning, um, I was at CFC together with Ben uh, during the week and Reb's been with us here this morning and they would, they would say that it is not in their DNA to be talking about buildings and, and money and, and, and I think you've seen that in what Reb has shared this morning. It is about Jesus. It is about the mission of him and us outworking that. Um, as you leave uh, in the foyer, there are these uh, little booklets which actually uh, go in a bit deeper about the, the mission of Alice Springs and uh, all that they're longing to do as they, they're hoping to put up this building. And you know what? We are a family. We are a family of churches. And I'm, the thing that excites me so much is to see God moving in other family members. And uh, we've seen that in, uh, in Darwin as, as they've found a, a building to work in. Alice Springs are looking at putting up one. God's opened this up for us. Isn't, isn't God at work in our Christian Family Centre work <laughs> centre churches? And that's so exciting to be a part of. And we want to support one another as a family. And so at the end of March, we're going to be doing a love offering. And there's an envelope by the door as well. Can I get you guys just to take this away, to think, to pray, and say, hey, as part of our family, we want to bless them. And, and they're talking about two stages here, stage one and stage two. I'm believing, hey, let's just put it all up in one go. And, and see the reach talking about reaching out our branches. Alice Springs has the longest branches geographically that they reach out into Central Australia. And to see that reach continue and to see uh, ministry happen. So uh, time for our service to finish. <laughs> we've got tea and coffee up the back, which is a serve yourself uh, this week. Kids, we've got, we've got some ice blocks for the kids. If you want to hang around uh, afterwards here at the front of the, the service, I'm going to get the team to continue to... to to play for a bit if you want to come and chat. Uh, if not, the prayer room is, is open. Lord, thank you for your time amongst us today. Lord, we thank you for the, the inspiration of your word. And Lord, as Reb said, we've each got a story to tell. What is our story? What is our testimony? And how can we share that with those around us? Lord, work in our hearts, we pray, as we go from here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.